Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Amen. The Lord is good, isn't He? Praise God. I just keep saying that, but it's the truth. Praise God. And I was standing there on the front row worshiping, and the Lord was speaking some things to my heart. And... uh, uh, I'll just say that sometimes I need a little encouragement to to do or to say something. And uh, Dylan stepped up and he said to me, he said, the Lord's downloading something. He said, I hear this word downloading. He's downloading some things to you right now. Don't doubt it. Be bold in it and say it. And uh, so, you know, the Lord was talking to me quietly. I, I didn't hear him audibly. Did anybody hear the Lord talking to me? Okay. All right. I was wondering if, if the secret was out. But, uh, you know, he was, he was speaking some things to me. Dylan didn't know that by anything except by the Holy Spirit. And, uh, but, but some things that I need to say today. I've got a message prepared. We don't know if we're going to get there or not. But uh, this is one of those kind of days that uh, we're just going to follow the Lord. Everybody okay with that? Praise God. This passage of Scripture has been going on over in my heart from Psalm 119, verse 128. It says, Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things... I consider to be right, and I hate every false way. It says, all your precepts. How many of his precepts? All of them. And he says, concerning how many things? All things. I consider to be right. Do you realize that if you have not made a decision about that issue right there, there's no reason for God to ever tell you anything because you can take it or leave it. If, if, if you're saying, well, I consider, you know, sometimes it's right. Well, I disagree with that sometimes. Well, sometimes I just don't see it that way. You know, I, I, you say, well, why would anybody say that to God? Well, precisely, you know, why would somebody say that to God? But how many people do that to God? God tells them something and they say, well, I don't know about that. 
I'm not sure about that. I, I, I just don't know if I can trust that. I just don't know if that's right. You know, I, I just don't know. Uh, well, God, I've I got a different opinion about that. But he says that all of your precepts concerning all things I consider to be right. There are a lot of people asking a lot of questions and they say, "Well, I don't. Well, does God think this about this, or does God think? Does He think that? What difference does it make if you don't believe it anyway? If you haven't settled that issue, if you haven't settled that question, what difference does it make? What God says about it? If you haven't decided that God's right, then who cares what He says? Does that make sense to anybody?" You know, if, if you care what he says, he'll talk to you. If you don't care what he says anyway, why would he ever talk to you? I'm not going to try to talk to people that don't care what I have to say. I'm not going to waste my time talking to somebody that doesn't care what I think, what I have to say. I've had people ask me questions and never listen to my answer. Before I even finish the first sentence in answering their question, they've already moved on to something else. And there are a lot of people that do God that way. They ask God a question, and before God can even begin to answer their question, they've already blown off what he had to say. And moved on to something else. And didn't that doesn't really matter. And you know, and then they turn around and say, well, God don't ever talk to me. Hmm. Wonder why. Wonder why. Well, I need to share some things with you as, as Dylan encouraged me to do. Um, because I really didn't want to say this today. But I kind of have to. Um. Proverbs chapter 18. You turn in your Bibles there. I've been talking to you about having your Bibles at church and following along in your Bible at church. Okay? So, you know, I mean, I, I don't care if you use your Bible on your phone or your tablet or, your, or you have a print version or you got a pocket New Testament. Doesn't, I don't get hung up about stuff like that. I don't care about stuff like that. So when I say turn your Bibles, I mean whatever means you are viewing your Bible. Go to Proverbs chapter 18. And I'm just going to share some things with you. And I don't know how much commentary I'm going to do or how much I'm just going to let the, the Scripture speak for itself. Uh, but, you know, one, one thing I found for sure is that God is perfectly capable of speaking for himself off the pages of his word. Praise God. So here we go. Verse number one. A man who isolates himself. Now here's what I want you to do. As we go through this, I want you to do some self-examination. And at every point we make here, I want you to ask yourself, is, is this talking about me? Is this talking about me? If it's not, 
fine. But if it is, you need to do something about it. Praise God. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Now, I I do feel like I need to comment right here. There are times that I've, I've had people over the years, it's been many occasions, I've heard people, because they got into some kind of a disagreement with someone, well, I'm, I'll just stay away. I just won't come around anymore because I just cause problems when I come around. That is the most pathetic Ridiculous thing I have ever heard. Yeah, well, I just cause problems. Well, maybe you ought to change. Maybe you ought to change. Maybe you ought to let the Lord start talking to you. Maybe you ought to start caring about what the Lord says. Instead, he says, he rages against all wise judgment. Maybe the reason you're disagreeing is because it's wise judgment. And that's what you're disagreeing with. So you just isolate yourself. Just stay away. I just won't come around anymore. A fool has no delight in understanding. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. In other words, the only thing he cares about is what he has to say. He doesn't care anything about what you have to say. He's got only to care about what he himself has to say. He only has, he has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Verse 3. When the wicked comes, contempt comes also. And with dishonor comes reproach. The words of a man's mouth are deep Waters, the wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. And here's what I heard as, as I was reading that a little bit ago. I heard the Spirit of God saying this to me. Jesus said, if you believe upon me, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But some of you are poisoning the living water with what you're saying. Read that again. Back with verse number three. Well, let let me go on back to verse number two. A fool has no delight in understanding, 
but in expressing his own heart. And when the wicked comes, contempt comes also, and with dishonor comes reproach. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. Why? Because it is through the mouth that the living waters flow out of your innermost being. How, how do they flow? Why, why is living water flowing out of your belly or out of your innermost? Why is it flowing out of your innermost being? It is flowing out of you to touch the world. How is it going to touch the world? By you opening your mouth and saying something. But when you poison the living waters, then the waters that was meant to give life end up killing and bringing death. Do you realize that you can kill with the Word of God? Hmm. Say, so how is that possible? Isn't it the Word of God? Scripture says this. It says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. He's saying if you're speaking the Word of God, but you're not speaking it with the Spirit with which it was intended, you can actually take the Word of God and kill people. People, we got to be careful what we're saying, how we're using the Word of God. The letter kills, but when you speak it with the spirit with which it was intended, it gives life. Verse number five it is not good to show partiality to the wicked. Or overthrow righteous judgment. Verse 6. A fool's lips enter into contention. Hmm. A fool's lips do what? Enter into contention. And his mouth calls for blows. That's pretty powerful right there. Some people are begging someone to punch them in the mouth. That's what that verse says. It's, it's funny, but it's the truth. It's what this verse says. It says, a fool's mouth enters into contention and his lips Call for blows. Come on, punch me. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles. They go down into the inmost body. He who is slothful in his work 
is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can run to it and be safe. Are you safe if your lips are calling for blows? Mm-mm. Don't think so. And I'm going to pause right there. And the Spirit of God starts speaking something to me. I had no intention of saying this today. But I, I wrote it down before church. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse number 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. Now, he was talking to King Saul there. But notice he said, rebellion and stubbornness. Now, here's what we need to understand about rebellion and stubbornness. They're both a heart issue. You can speak the same thing, just like the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You can speak the same words, but you can speak them as life-giving words, or you can speak them as killing words. Now, here he says, rebellion, that's what the Lord said to him, rebellion and stubbornness are heart issues. Rebellion is still rebellion even if your cause is right. You can have a right cause but have a rebellious spirit. When rebellion is in the heart, it will eventually show up. There's a major difference in standing up for right and rebelling against what is wrong. What you're rebelling against can be a wrong thing. I'm not saying you embrace what's wrong. I'm not saying you don't stand up for what's right. I'm saying check the heart. Check the heart. Here he says, when rebellion is in the heart, it will eventually show up. It will eventually be seen for what it is. There is a major difference in standing up for what is right and rebelling against what is wrong. When a person is standing up for right, they truly want right to prevail. But what did we read about the fool? The fool's only interested in expressing his own ideas. 
His ideas might be right. I'm not saying that their ideas are wrong, but if you have a rebellious spirit, you could have a right idea, but only be interested in expressing your own idea. When a person is standing up for right, they truly want right to prevail. When a person is in rebellion, they can instantly swing from, I hold this position because I believe it is right, to, I don't care if it's right or not. It's what I believe, and I hate you because you disagree. You see the difference? When you're right and your heart is right, you truly want right to prevail. But when your heart is wrong about it, you can be saying the right things. And when challenged instantly, you can swing from, I'm standing on this because I believe it's right, to I don't care what you think. And I hate you because you disagree with me. Does anybody see what I'm saying? Though it may be right, let's see, um, I skipped part of it. Rebellion and stubbornness will cause you to write off friendships and long relationships at the drop of a hat. For uh, without any effort for understanding. You know, you ever wonder why people can just write off long relationships and just say, I don't care about that anymore, forget you. People that, they've, that have been close and, and dear to them for many years, and then just all of them, just like that, they just, that's because there's a rebellious spirit on the inside of them. A strong commitment to stand for what is right will have biblical support. But rebellion and stubbornness, though it may be right, the biblical support is only if it's convenient. So I can pull out the the scriptures and use the scriptures if it's convenient, but if you back me into a corner where I, you know, Suddenly, I don't care what the scriptures say. Suddenly, I'm going to speak my mind no matter what you think, no matter what the Bible says. See, you're saying the right things, but when you're challenged, the scripture now that was a convenience has become an inconvenience. Though it may be right, the biblical support is only a convenience and when it is called into question as to whether you actually have biblical support, it's no longer necessary. Because here's what I think. Strong commitment to stand for what is right can bring about great and positive change. But rebellion and stubbornness will ultimately bring about hatred 
and more rebellion. When rebellion and stubbornness are at the root of something, it eventually will only be about you. When, it, when, when the root of the thing is rebellion and stubbornness, eventually we're going to come to a point that it's only about you and what you think and what you want to say and what you care about. Now, look at this. James chapter 3. Go in your Bible to James chapter 3. Verse number 14. It says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. If you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom that thinks like that, that's what he's saying, this, this human wisdom that thinks that way. He says, this wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. Wow. It is earthly, it is sensual, that's about what you sense with your, you know, the way you feel about it. And he says, and it is demonic. Now, he goes on in verse 5, or verse uh, 6, rather. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Hmm. He says confusion and every evil thing will be there. Ask yourself this question. Do I have evil constantly manifesting in my life? I'm not talking about that something bad happens to you. I'm talking about if this is a constant thing in your life, that evil is always showing up in your life. Maybe you need to go back and check and see if you are allowing envy and strife and self-seeking in your life. He said, because every evil thing would accompany it. Verse number 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, I'm going to say that real loud, peaceable, the wisdom that comes from above is peaceable. Notice what it didn't say. It didn't say the wisdom that comes from above is right. Well, it is right. Of course it's right. If it comes from above, it's right. But that's not what he said about it. He said it's peaceable. Do you realize it can be right and be peaceable? Anybody believe that? That you can be right and peaceable? Praise God. Gentle. Willing to yield. 
full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness, see he just told us what wisdom that comes, that, that does not come from above, but, but natural human wisdom or demonic wisdom. He says, you know, th- this is what we've seen. But here now he's saying, but by contrast, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We're in a time right now when God is healing our land. But we can have something to do with accelerating that. Or we can slow that down. We can accelerate the healing. We can cooperate with the healing. Or we can slow down and become a hindrance to the healing process. God's going to heal our land. But is He going to heal your heart in the process? Are you going to be a hindrance? Are you going to be uh, standing in the way of what He's trying to do? I want to challenge you today. To examine everything you're saying. This is a time to get all fired up. I don't care which side you're on. There are people on both sides that are exhibiting everything that it said that demonic wisdom is. There are people sitting in churches today. that There are people sitting in churches sending out hateful messages during church. And they're claiming they're just standing up for what is right. Now, I've already gotten some backlash for talking like this. But you know what? This has to be said. And the people of God have got to stand up and be Christians. Yes, we're Americans. But we're Christians first. I am an American. I love my country. I love America. I want right and truth to prevail in America. But I'm a Christian first. I love my nation. But I love people more. Jesus didn't die for America. Jesus died for people. Now, what happens to America can have a bearing on how people are reached. It can have a bearing on us getting the gospel out. In fact, you know, I want to encourage you. Let me just see if I can find it. Is it okay if I go on Facebook for a minute? Don't scroll. (laughs) Okay. 
We're going to go on Facebook for just a minute because I want to read something to you. I'd just quote it, but I can't. Um, but it is, okay, I can't even find Facebook. So. My goodness, where'd it go? There it is. Okay. This is something, the reason, the reason I want to read this is, is uh, this is actually a 400-year-old document, and tomorrow is the 400th anniversary of this document being signed. And it's called the Mayflower Compact. And, um, well, okay, my Internet's not working right now, so I guess I won't go there. But... The Mayflower Compact has a statement in it that 400 years ago, the pilgrims who landed at Plymouth Rock, they wrote a document and they signed this document. And the document said, for the honor of Christ... Essentially, I'm not, I'm not quoting this. This is why I wanted to read it. But uh, basically for the honor and the glory of Christ and the furtherance of the gospel. They said, this is why we are landing here. This is why we have sought out this new land for this purpose. Notice they said for the furtherance of the gospel. You got it there? Awesome. All right. Here's how it reads. In the name of God, amen, we whose names are underwritten and loyal subjects of our dread sovereign Lord King James By the grace of God of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King, Defender of the Faith, and having undertaken for the glory of God, notice this, having undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith and the honor of our King and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one another covenant, that's a powerful word, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid, and by virtue hereof do enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and officers from time to time as shall be thought most meet and convenient for the general good of the colony, into which we promise all due submission and obedience in witness thereof, we 
have hereunto subscribed our names at Cape Cod and the 11th of, on the 11th of November um, in the reign of our sovereign Lord King James of England, France, and Ireland, the 18th um, and of Scotland, the, the 5th, 4th, 54th, Año Domini, 1620. So on November 11th, 1620, that document was signed. They said they covenant. When they used the word covenant, they were entering into a covenant with God. So whether anybody likes it or not, this nation is under a covenant with God, and God will not forget that covenant. Praise God. Now, I've been trying very hard for the last few days to encourage, to be an encourager. I've been trying very hard to encourage you to keep the faith. What the Lord spoke, the Lord meant. And a few weeks back, I shared this word with you. I said, in the middle of the storm is not the time to seek a new word from God. Now, I borrowed that. It wasn't, I, I didn't come up with that. But it was powerful. It was very powerful. I borrowed it from, from a man named Johnny Enlow, a, uh, a prophet of God. He said, in the middle of the storm is not the time to seek a new word from God. So whatever the Lord spoke before is the same word that's still good right now. Praise God. Now, you can disagree about what the Lord spoke. I don't care. That's okay. That's okay. You know, I, I don't mind people that disagree with me. That's okay. But I refuse to get into bitterness and anger and hate and ill-speaking I refuse to start running my mouth to spread anything that is not honoring to the Lord. And when I call somebody names, it is not honoring to the Lord. When I start wishing people would, would uh, that there's a special place in hell for them, oh, oh my goodness, I've heard some, I, I've heard some very well-known and, and preachers that I respect make that statement. There's a special place in hell for people who do this. There is no place for that kind of stuff. And if you push me too far, here's what they're saying. If you push me too far, you know, I'll send you to meet Jesus. My goodness, can you imagine that coming out of the mouth of a Christian? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I know there are some people who are fuming right now and some people that have already cut this thing off because they're upset about what I'm saying, but it needed to be said. Thank you, Dylan, for encouraging me to say it. 
Praise God. Praise God. The Lord is good. And I want to take a few minutes this morning, and I want to pray, first of all, for our nation. And then I want to pray for you. Maybe you're struggling with what's going on. That, that's not to say I'm on this side or I'm on that side. It's just to say I'm struggling with what's going on. And honestly, there ought to be people on both sides that are struggling right now, that, that, are, that are not okay with what's going on in our nation. And so we're going to pray for people who you're not okay with this. But I want to pray for you today that the Spirit of God will strengthen your heart and empower you to do right in difficult times. It's easy to not. It's easy to not. But I want to pray for you that the Spirit of God, that everything that comes out of your mouth is rivers of living water. Praise God. Not poisoned living water. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want everybody just to join me right now in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we just pray for our nation. Father, we're not okay with the things that we're seeing. We're not okay with that. Now, Father, we do believe that you are healing our land. We choose to believe that you're healing our land because what we believe, Father, is not based on what we see with natural eyes. But what we believe is based on what you have said. Father, more than anything right now, I ask you to stir us up and provoke us and help us provoke one another unto love and good works. Father, right now, you're healing our land. But there are a lot of Christians who are running interference. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that my words today have not fallen upon deaf ears, have not fallen upon hardened hearts, but I pray that my words today have softened hardened hearts have opened blind eyes. Father, I pray today that all across this nation that right and truth prevail. Father, all of all of us, we all have our idea about what that means. But Father, there is an absolute truth 
And we pray in the name of Jesus that if, we're, if we happen to be wrong about what right and truth is, that you would open our understanding to see and, and, and to know. Father, because we seek truth and we seek what is right for our nation. Father, you know exactly what that means. And we leave it in your care to produce it. Father, you've given us a sign here this morning with miraculous healings. You've given us a sign of miraculous healing in our nation. And Father, I pray that we take your word in our mouth. And we refuse to come off of it. But Lord, let it not be the letter that kills. Let it be the spirit that gives life. That comes out of our mouths. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love.